Our first guest is Carrie Champion, host, journalist, and news personality. Welcome back to Office Hours. Another great treat. This person has won me over mind, body, and soul. Carrie Champion uh, has championed my heart and my mind. She's the real deal, which is why I love her. A host, TV personality, uh, news personality now. Uh, we all used to think of her just as the anchor, uh, the great sports caster. But Carrie, thank you so much for joining us here on Office Hours. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. You're just a, a ball of light, and we're blessed to have such extraordinary guests, especially this episode. Um, what I love about you on the biggest stage, it's, it's one thing to be a David Meltzer posting videos or a Gary Vee posting videos and having a podcast and, you know, just reaching the big time to be on Bloomberg and Apple, but you're on the main stage. You know, you, you sat there on the main stage, and what I loved about you is you stayed real. Uh, and you uh -huh. are, and you remain real, authentic, naked, as your podcast says, to, to everyone. What, <laughs> you know, as, you know, a woman, first of all, a minority woman, to be able to have the courage to be yourself, when I'm sure everyone around you wanted you to be something or act some way or say something, especially working for Disney and ESPN, they're not the easiest when it comes to regulations, rules, and, and branding. How did you remain so true to yourself? Oh, that's a great question. I also, you know what I also noticed? It's not just working for ESPN. I think it's working for corporations in general. I think uh, I have an opportunity to meet different people who work in different aspects of life. Uh, and if you work for an entity, they do require you to adhere to rules and regulations. And the more that I have distance and the more that I have understanding, I, I get that. Um, what what I have to do, no matter whom I work for or with, is there's always this back and forth that you have, knowing that while, yes, you are employed by someone and there are rules and regulations that come with that, you have to also be true to yourself um, in the process. So I don't know, I don't know any other way to be. And that might cause, and, and it has definitely in the past, um, caused conflict. It's caused um a certain level of uncomfort that I have had to deal with, and I'm sure my employers have as well. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be on the right side of history. You know what I mean? I can't I can't look back and say I wish I would have. If, if you had a calling card, it would probably say, yeah, Madam of uh, Authenticity. Yeah, you would, you know, you're the poster <laughs> child of authenticity. Look up authenticity in the dictionary. I'm going to see your picture. Um, the folks that you interview, yeah, you are really organizing around them being authentic. And yeah. one way that I've defined authenticity is it's what I'm left with when I stop trying to manage your perception of me. How do you get folks that are in the public eye where the image is so important, the brand is the image, how do you get them to actually lower the veil long enough to be authentic so that you can actually connect in the way that you do? Yeah. Usually I ask people about who they believe they are. And that question usually gets them to, to tell all sides. And, and, and usually, whomever you're talking to um, has a story. We all have overcome something. We all have been through something. We all have um, something we're really passionate about. And if I if I live there, they ultimately start to feel comfortable. And then I don't mind sharing, you know, my my stories, my insecurities, what make 
what makes me feel a certain type of way if people are perceiving me um, and in and, and a way in which I feel is not fair. Uh, so I usually try to just talk to them about this transition because I feel like everyone in their life, no matter what you do, you asking me this question, you have a story, whatever you've been through in your life has gotten you to this point where you are. And I'm sure there's more that you want to do. And there's always people willing to share that story. And the truth of the matter is, is that I believe in this day and age, and this is within the last two years, especially within the pandemic, most of us have come to understand ourselves and learn ourselves in a way that is quite frankly scary. <laughs> and if you're willing to share that that story, then people really can relate to that and understand you. Because we're, we're all going through something. There's just no way around it. And people love to share that story. I love that she said understand you because having three teenage daughters, I talk about don't care about what other people think. And I said, but learn, yeah. learn about what other people think about you. Just learn from it. It could be right or wrong, but I think there is a distinction between that fear of other people's opinion and learning about other people's opinion. And as a white middle-aged man, there's some things I have to unlearn as well about my own opinion because things change and I'm stuck into different mindsets. Justin, I know you're perplexed, ready to no, go. What I'm do you just, got? I'm thinking of my hot, hot take here because, I mean, I think there's an element of being authentic, but sometimes our authentic self, so to speak, might not be our best version. Like we want to get better, yeah. right? You want to work with, you know, different coaches, fitness, perhaps. Um, I always have to get a plug in there, but um, <laughs> but you know, and I know a lot of what you talk about, David, too, and just and just people getting better. And I think being authentic, sometimes you want to just not work hard or relax more or not try your best. <laughs> so sometimes I think the accountability piece of having external people who maybe make me less authentically lazy and more authentically uh, motivated. <laughs> and a better leader. So I, I do actually look at others' perceptions of me as a way to elevate myself and be a better version of myself. So I just wanted to, to share it just with that one thought, but um, I guess something I'm very curious that's about- a great, That's a great thought, by the way. That's a great thought. That's very honest. And, and my authentic self can be uncomfortable for others. I am comfortable in my firmness. So I could say no and still be fine. And, and someone can be offended by that. But I've learned that a part of being my authentic self is no is a complete sentence. And it's okay. I love that. Now, love how people time. perceive that is, is, is up to them. But my heart stays pure. And I'm very comfortable in the fact that I'm a good soul and that I only want good and I'm not mean. And if me speaking my truth makes you uncomfortable or you think I'm mean, that's on you. <laughs> so yeah, I, because I, I truly it. know I operate from a place of purity. You know, no is a complete sentence, and you all are allowed to use that as well. You well, know, what's interesting about that, just real quick, is you know the, the the quality of my yes is predicated on my willingness to say no. Most people say yes far too often, inauthentically, and then they're in you know they're in the business of disappointing people, and then you know coming back and cleaning up the mess afterwards. You are an incredible, incredible friend, and inspire so many people, and especially me. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. David, thank you. I thought it was just gonna be you. I wasn't for sure, but I think I love the rest of the crew. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready, guys, but I love you all. I will come back on anytime. And if you're in LA, there's rosé, there's beer. I'm there. There's I'm there. all sorts of wine. Oh, be careful what Everything you promise. Everything for you all here. <laughs> I'm coming to your show to watch with my rosé. Thank you so much, Carrie Champion, the champion of my mind, heart, and soul, like I said. Let's see who's up next on Office Hours.